listening to the Sovereign Society podcast, a spiritual lifestyle sanctuary empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your radness. I'm your soul guide, Sabrina Riccio, kundalini yoga teacher, spiritual mentor, and modern medicine woman who's on a mission to anchor in heaven on earth in this golden era. Join me every week where I gather some of my favorite spiritual leaders, goddesspreneurs, and changemakers for some authentic conversations about all things spirituality, wellness, what it takes to build your empire, and so much more. Over the years, after my deep kundalini awakening and a series of events like being struck by lightning, it's been loud and clear that part of my divine purpose here is to share with you the tools and the guidance that supported me along the way. My mission here is to empower you to navigate through these changing times with ease and grace as you go forth and align to your soul's destiny while staying true and real along the way. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sovereign Society podcast and get ready because we're about to go in deep and come out the other side stronger than ever before. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I am so grateful to have you on this journey with me today. I've just been so lit up since I sat in my second ayahuasca ceremony out here in Joshua Tree uh, this past weekend and filming this episode on Indigenous People Day. There's no accident. I was actually supposed to have this conversation with Shelby, who's my guest today, Shelby Dotsie Stafford of Calibri Healing. We're supposed to have this conversation a year ago, but it wasn't even this conversation. It was a completely different topic. But I was like, there's something deeper that wants to be discovered and shared. And so sure enough, she was in town for Joshua Tree Music Festival, and she swung by the Creosote Casita before she headed back home. And we had this conversation and I want to just thank Shelby for being here and showing up because it's been a huge part of what's helped me integrate um, my ayahuasca ceremony that I had this past weekend. And it's such a blessing that I have so many powerful medicine priestesses around me that I get to have these conversations and share our vulnerably our healing journey and what has helped us heal and heal our lineage and really pay respect to the sacred plants and the people and the culture, uh, the cultures that really pay reverence and really respect the the sacred sacrament. And so this episode is so fun because let's get real, there's no denying that the words on the street about the power of plant medicines, especially ayahuasca. And I wanted to step up as a leader and responsible. I feel like I have a responsibility to speak up on behalf of the plants. It comes through time and time again. Doesn't matter if I'm in a psilocybin journey. Doesn't matter if I'm smoking cannabis or if I'm in an ayahuasca journey. It's always saying, even cacao, it's like, hey, you need to educate the masses about the power of these medicines because education is everything. Education is everything. This is how we get to really have people think for themselves and see what resonates with them and keep the integrity alive in these sacred medicines. And so this is my intention with this episode today. And I want to be able to continue to help people break free from the shackles and help them with the tools to help them heal from the past and heal their lineage. It's so much of my work as a shamanic practitioner and the shamanessa Gadessa, right? That's like my fuel. And even when I was in my ayahuasca ceremony, I was writing about 
being the shamanistic Odessa and what that looks like and how I'm healing, you know, myself through my being an of example and speaking my truth and living my truth and bringing my shadows to the light. You know, we all have our periods of darkness and there's no shame about that. I want you to understand there is no shame about your journey, whatever that looks like, wherever you've been, whatever twists and turns, it is all here to support you. It is all here to protect you. It is all here to help you empower the masses, plain and simple. You showing up, you being true to yourself, that's what it's all about. And I just want to share this with you because this is what came through in my ayahuasca ceremony about Shamanessa Gadessa. So Shamanessa Gadessa is a priestess who is here to transmute anything that is not of God, spirit, love, universe into pure divine light. She honors where she's been, knowing where she's going. She is one with God alongside Yeshua and Mary Magdalene. She is on a mission. Her seva and her dharma is to help Others know that they are never alone in this journey called life. She is free of her past. Her hard work of the past is acknowledged. She is one who has healed the lineage through her grace, her commitment to serve God and to be the light she wishes to see in the world. So that's what came through in my ayahuasca ceremony. The fact that everyone is on their own journey. God's spirit universe knows what's up. He has it, he, she, it, thou, whatever you want to put, pronoun you want to put, has this on lock. And just know that everything is unfolding according to divine plan and trust in that. Trust in that by trusting yourself and keeping yourself in integrity. So, <laughs> and this episode is so good. And again, I'm just really excited to have Shelby here with me because we're talking about these sacred medicines in a time when people are like ready to claim nirvana and sovereignty as their way of being. Enough is enough, right? We're ready to finally complete these karmic cycles and to live our lives to our fullest expression. So I want to talk a little about Shelby. So Shelby, she's a student of life and she has a special affinity for plants and energy. She's so passionate about sacred plants and energy work and the healing, dream space, all of the work. She's dedicated to her personal healing and the healing of all beings. And as a registered nurse, a Reiki practitioner, and an energy practitioner, she's also a woman's empowerment guide, a ritualist, an herbalist, a sacred space facilitator, and she's a carrier of South American medicine goods, which is really a way that she's able to pay reverence and respect to the indigenous cultures and these families in South America. Because let's face it, the, all the Americas, North America, South America, they were it was all indigenous land. And it wasn't until all the settlers came through. And I feel like that's what a lot of us are healing as the Westerners from like European descent. I know for me, that's what I've had to really work through um, and heal. But to me, I've always seen like me be a shaman, you know, from Peru. Ever since I was a little girl, I was very connected to that. And this is a way that I've been really working on healing my lineage. And through her business, Calibri Healing, she's just offering these tools like hape and cacao and these textiles and just really helping these families uh, support them, you know, through her work. And so I just appreciate this woman so much. And so I want to talk about what you can expect with this episode. So Shelby and I, we talked about the importance of integration when it comes to working with plant medicines, which is what a period I'm still in right now. 
So you're going to be seeing me in and out uh, for the next few weeks. And so we also talked about using discernment when it comes to working with ayahuasca and plant medicines. She shared with us her healing journey of shifting from Western medicine into becoming the medicine woman of Calibri Healing. And she also talked about what it means to carry integrity and respecting the sacred plant medicines and the ceremony. Ceremony is everything. Set and setting is everything. I talked about that in episode 40 with Casey. I've talked about that with Sarah Gale of Maps in the early episodes too. Set and setting is everything. We also talked about understanding trauma and how it relates to your divine mission and purpose. The importance of honoring your intuition before embarking on these medicine journeys to really stay true to yourself on what feels right. We talked about honoring and respecting the indigenous sacraments and the traditions, how the medicine arrives in your human experience. This is really fun because when it's time for you to embark on these journeys, you will know and the medicine will find you, plain and simple. And that's everything in life. It will always find you. It's about you becoming that vibrational alignment to that, right? Uh, We also talked about healing the shame around working with sacred plant medicines based on your ancestry, which was such a great part for me to hear. Uh, Because that's something that I've been really working through and that's something I worked through in my ayahuasca ceremony this past weekend. And something that was very strong for me that we talked about that I noticed in my ceremony too was the importance of us understanding that we are cutting through the maya or the illusion of the times we are witnessing. So it's again to stay calm and stay true to yourself during all the fucking chaos. You have to be the eye of the storm, right? Be the eye of the storm. And we also talked about what it means to honor the work that allows you to be in your integrity. So this is all a journey we're all here to do. And so I'm just, again, really grateful uh, for this this conversation because I want to make sure, I feel like I have a responsibility to educate people that these sacred medicines are sacred. You have to ask yourself, is this a crutch or is this a tool? Is this a tool that's going to help you unlock the healing that you need or are you using it as a crutch? That is key in anything in life. Shopping, sex, food, um, plant medicines, psychedelics, alcohol, uh, TV, right? Your behavior. What is your intention? So, Again, I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode. It is so good. It's so powerful. And I am just so honored to be able to share this wisdom with you that Shelby and I have really discovered by being committed to our healing path and our journey. I also wanted to share that the Sovereign Society podcast finally has its own Instagram and I'm working on building with it. So work with me here. Uh, But you can find out and follow us at Sovereign Society podcast. And I'll be sharing more and more from the guests that have been on this show in the past, as well as topics based off of what we've talked about to keep you going and I really want to work on building this community so that I can tour around and visit you all and have these workshops with people that have been on this podcast in the past so I'm so grateful and so excited to be sharing with you episode 56 here with Shelby and we are here to really inspire you to help you go out there and be true to yourself honor what is arising and allow yourself to know that like All of this is perfect. All of this is perfect. So here we are with episode 56, Respecting the Integrity of Sacred Plant Medicines with Shelby Dotsie Stafford. I hope you enjoy. So welcome everyone to this episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. This has been one that I've been waiting for a year. (laughs) 
<laughs> Shelby and I, who I have here, she is a very beautiful, powerful medicine priestess. And it's not often I get medicine priestess to hold space and have this conversation with me. So I've been really, really looking forward to this. And we were talking a year ago about having this when the podcast was still the Sovereign Goddess podcast because I met her, I think I think it was like Bhakti Fest a couple years ago um, here in Joshua Tree. And she's in my house right now at the Creosote Casita. And she has a beautiful company called Calibri Healings. And she she's a nurse. And tell us more. What, all, the, all the things about you, Shelby. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm a nurse, um, but I've totally shifted out of Western medicine now. Uh, through a prayer, I have come into carrying textiles from South America. Um, and I'm also really passionate about healing so holding sacred space, ritual, and all kinds of ways, just connecting to the spirit, also very much to the earth plane, to the plants, to the elements. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of my specialty. Yeah, and it was mm. super cool because before we uh, push record here, she's talking about like, oh, I was listening to some of your episodes of your podcast, and I was listening to your conversation with Casey, which is episode 40, when after um, Casey and I, uh, we participated in microdosing and LSD experience, and we also had a cacao ceremony. And she was listening to some of it, and I just told her, I was like, girl, that was your cacao. <laughs> she was like, oh, my God. I'm going to so listen to it awesome. on a new light. <laughs> so awesome. I love seeing it doing that, like spreading yeah, doing awesome work. Yeah. Yeah, and that was so healing for me. And, um, you know, we were supposed to have this conversation um last week um but I was that day was the day that we buried my aunt and it's so fitting because my aunt she was the witch of the family and the medicine woman and she was a midwife and mm -hmm. for months you know as I talked about in that episode with Casey like I've been starting to receive I was receiving the codes from my aunt as she was preparing for her transition and two days ago from this recording like I sat in an ayahuasca ceremony Mm -hmm. And that's something that Shelby and I are both really passionate about bringing to light and awareness about the power of this medicine, because there is so much, I don't even want to say hype, but I want to say interest mm -hmm. um, around the sacred plant medicine. And for me, my journey, um, I drank my first, I drank the first cup and I drank the first pour. I miss, I skipped the second and the third. I just microdose so that I can still be in the energy and I have a history of microdosing and I get messages from people all the time like, what are you going to teach about microdosing and things mm -hmm. like that? Because mm -hmm. the thing is, is it's within us, right? Mm -hmm. The medicine is within us and these plans are our allies to help us initiate and help us take it mm -hmm. to that step. But as soon as you give all the responsibility or you give all of the credit to something outside of you, you mm -hmm. disempower yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you agree in that? Yes, 100%. That's... Kind of what I've seen where a lot of the confusion lies is that I've seen people just drink over and over and over and over again, but they're not maybe doing the integration work or the grounding work or working with just working with themselves. Instead of using it as a tool, it becomes just a total crutch, mm -hmm. um, a distraction more than mm -hmm. a way to empower. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, and I know that was a lot of my history in the past. Um, uh, you know, back, it's funny as I say this, because today, I before she walked into my house, I just channeled out 3,000 words from my book. Oh! 
Meredith Rom is probably listening is going to be super stoked. <laughs> but that I just it's just it's been really reflective for me the past, you know, 48 hours and yesterday all day just fucking wept and cried just with overwhelm of gratitude and like appreciation and just so much love and joy of the people and like the situations and what has happened in my life. But there was definitely a time where I was abusing MDMA and using that as a crutch, but it was mm-hmm. because I didn't know who I was, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people who are, you know, traveling to these distance places is and like, ex- and expecting that this medicine or this plan is, mm-hmm. that's the answer. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, then you're disempowering yourself. It's mm-hmm. like, you're sp- here to work with it together. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of us to start that way. Right. Um, definitely. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. We have to go through our process of figuring it out. Um, yeah. One that I would say, though, I feel ayahuasca is on just a different plane where it's it's even more important to be very discerning mm-hmm. um about the way that you're working with it mm-hmm. most yeah. definitely mm-hmm. yeah I, I was telling her i was like yeah i did we did not when i was partaking in my ayahuasca ceremony i've only done it in the daytime mm-hmm. like we started at two and we were done by nine o'clock i was mm-hmm. in bed at 11 you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like so there was that light energy and it's very strong with the christ consciousness and just like the church that I'm part of it's like it's so much balance of that masculine and feminine really like honoring Jesus and really honoring the sovereign queen of mother Mary just like Mm -hmm. really respecting that and Mm -hmm. I it's been really um easier for me growing up as a Catholic so it's Mm -hmm. like now I'm in this like mystical Christianity in Mm -hmm. that way and just to really see like being that bridge of heaven and earth, you know, that's the way that I see my journeys with ayahuasca. And, you know, when my first time I did ayahuasca, I was hearing like, you know, you're here to be a messenger and you're here to deliver the medicine in a way that is pure Mm -hmm. and in a way that it is meant to be with reverence and respect. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know I, I see myself down the line being able to like maybe even host my like create my own church where I can living in Joshua Tree. There's so many vets here and to be able mm-hmm. to hold that space to hold ceremony for vets to overcome PTSD and trauma and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And what made this ceremony different was like I was in a room with a whole bunch of people recovering from addiction. So it's a lot of people have already been doing the deep work that it's just like it was really focused and streamlined. Mm-hmm. It's like what are the little missing pieces that have been um, missing (laughs) from me to be in that space of totality, you Mm -hmm. know? And so um, as a guardian uh, for the ceremony and I was in charge of like creating sacred space and making sure the candles and there was water and just like everyone like doing my work as just who I am. And I sat across from the shamans and, um, you know, being struck by lightning, that's the initiation of the shaman. Um, so my experience with it is so pure and different. Um, but everyone has their own experience too. So that's another thing is just like really staying true to you in that way. So I would love to hear how, you know, you said you were a nurse and you kind of drifted from Mm -hmm. Western medicine. Like I would love to hear your journey on how you became, um, someone who shares various plant medicines from cacao and um, hoppe as a fucking dragonfly just flew over your head outside. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I'd love to share that story. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So it's been a journey. Um, when I first went to college, I didn't know really myself at that point. And, you know, they say pick a major and somebody told me nursing was good. So I was like, cool, sounds good. You know, I don't think when you're that young, you really have the context for those decisions. Totally. Um, but I always kind of felt shut down in that environment. I always felt um, non-expressed and just um, stifled, you know. I know. So anyway, I went about that journey. Um, I went through and got my license. Um, but I always, I always um, was kind of, I had a prayer of finding work that was more in alignment with me. Um, I felt like it was definitely in the healing realms. Um, around the age of 21, I started getting my own health issues. Um, I've started losing my hair, actually. I was, wow. Um, yeah, just, you know, I felt really healthy. Everything was cool, but then started seeing my hair fall out in patches. Um, and then actually today, I, I, um, I've been on that journey now for eight years of um, autoimmunity. Mm-hmm. And so it's definitely been my own healing process of figuring out, you know, the whole picture of getting my body into alignment on the physical plane, figuring out what triggers are happening there. Um, but also, you know, really working with the spiritual plane with this, mm-hmm. um, seeing what the spiritual message behind it is, going back into my own ancestry and seeing, you know, connecting all the dots. Um, so that's been my personal journey. And then that journey brought me down to Peru. Um, And it wasn't necessarily for the medicine. I was just really ready to find um, a mentor to help me with working with energy because I'd had pretty profound experiences, but I didn't, I wanted somebody to guide me. Um, So I literally did a Google search um, of what was it? Um, Shaman apprentice. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that was, I guess, like four years ago now. And this institute came up, Paititi Institute, and it just felt like a total yes. You know, I had never heard anything about them before, but it just kept coming. You know, I pushed it away for a little while, but it just was there. You know, it just felt Mm -hmm. like something that I had to do. You know, you know, when you get in your gut, it's just like, you know, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, I went down to Peru and one of the tools that they work with is the medicine. Um, I was there the first time for six weeks. Um, Very remote, super remote, like one of the most remote places literally in the world is where their institute is. They um, own, I think it's like, gosh, it's either, it might be like 40,000 acres out in in the Andes Mountains. Um, So you're there. When you're there, you're there to do the worst. Yeah. You are there to fully see yourself. And I was ready for that because I've tried a lot of things. You know, I was just tired of carrying stuff that I didn't feel. I wanted to have some answers, you know. I was ready to do the deeper work Mm -hmm. of my healing. Um, So, yeah, we, we went in and did this really deep journey. And one of my prayers was to find work like I said more in alignment with myself and I feel like that's part of my healing journey too getting myself all in alignment you know um so through that journey Paititi and I teamed up to form um a for-profit side of Paititi which was carrying the the textiles and indigenous goods from the medicine people 
Um, so it benefited the Institute. It benefited the Weavers. Mm. Um, it benefited me. It was just this all around win. It was like conscious collaboration to support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, you know, I had no idea about textiles that that was not in my realm of possibilities at all but um it definitely was an answered prayer and through that I was able to totally step out of nursing um and then slowly finding my way in other realms as well Mm. yeah yeah Mm. it's amazing because when I was younger I always like when I was really young I was like I'm gonna be a pediatrician Mm -hmm. like I wanted to help kids and then my cousin who's a doctor is like, don't do it. The liability is too expensive. Become a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated from high school, I was literally applying for schools for nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. And then I worked for the Miss Universe organization. I was like, oh, media studies. And just to see like those steps, you know, and now mm-hmm. like they're all like interconnected. Like mm-hmm. they're all woven in together. Right, right. So that's allowing me to you know, create like an online space community mm-hmm. where I get to help people heal, mm-hmm. but everything is like kind of all weaved in. So that's a huge part of, I share this is just like continue just to trust the journey. Yeah. Follow the threads. Yeah. Your own woven. Yeah. And, and I know for me, like I see spiders so many times and mm-hmm. to me that medicine is just like really creative projects and weaving in like mm-hmm. this like golden thread that connects us to all things and all beings, you mm-hmm. know? And I know for me, Um, since really diving into plant medicines, you know, I really started gaining interest around cannabis when I was like nine. I didn't smoke cannabis until I was like 17, Mm -hmm. but I remember like my cousin dying of, uh, leukemia at a young age. And Mm -hmm. when I was in dare, you know, in fifth grade, I asked officer Pete why like marijuana or cannabis is quote unquote Mm. bad if Susan Mm. Sarandon smoking it and stepmom to cure her to help her with her pain with cancer Mm. so again like when you are able to connect these dots and see like Mm. there's a bigger picture that's happening you know and I get messages from people all the time on social media like thank you for being such an ally like a plant ally and I mean from someone who suffered from prolonged depression for a really long time like I would not be where I am today if it weren't for my collaboration and my connection to the medicine. Yeah. You know, and something that I'm really passionate about is like bringing in more of this awareness and respect. Mm -hmm. Because this is like not new stuff. Like this has been going on for a very, very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And even the grandmother of psilocybin, her name is Maria Sabina and I'm Sabrina Maria. Mm -hmm. So... Seeing these dots connect, you know, and they're just like, okay, like, this has been such a huge part of my journey of like, my divine purpose, you know, that I see is like, staying true and honest about the, 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 the red light, the green lights of Mm -hmm. like, go, 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 like, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, stars aligning, you know, and so how are you feeling about the wave of interest that's coming around with yeah. um, ceremonies and plant medicines and 
um, really keeping the integrity of the medicine, especially in a lot of places in Peru and stuff, mm-hmm. um, where it can be very profit oriented. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of stories I remember reading in Yoga Journal like a couple years ago, how there was like some spaces where women were being like sexually abused while under the medicines mm-hmm. at some spaces. So totally. this is a big conversation about safety. Yeah, yeah definitely about safety for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really interesting because whenever I signed up to start carrying these textiles, I actually mostly carry them in the festival realm, like mm. music festivals mm-hmm. and conscious festivals and things. Um, so it's really like when I said yes to doing this, I, I didn't really realize how big of a yes that was because in doing this, I kind of became a, a representative of this medicine, you know, to Mm -hmm. our culture that we're involved in. Um, And actually, I've been doing it for a few years now, and I've seen the shift even in that time. Like, it's just become so huge in just a few years, even. It's it's gained a lot of momentum. Um, And it's kind of, um, it's, it's, it's confusing, I think, for a lot of people, you know. Um, Mm. Hmm. It's and like you said, safety and profit and all these things. I've seen not only in Peru. I've actually the only experience I've had in Peru was with the Paititi Institute, and luckily my first experiences with them. I mean, I didn't know much about this culture before, and luckily I have to say I really was with a group who was in a lot of integrity, and I was very held in my healing process. You know. Um, but I have heard a lot about what's going on um, in Peru, but also in here in the States. And mm-hmm. I've seen it here in the States myself. And um, I've actually experienced myself um, um, abuse under this medicine. Um, and I don't want to go too deep into that because it's still healing. It's been about a year now. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's like really. Well, thank you for even being vulnerable enough to share that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, but I feel, you know, it was very heavy that probably the heaviest thing has ever happened to me in my life. Um, but I also feel that in a way I was meant to experience the trauma of what's happening with this medicine so that I can know because unknowingly I signed up to be a representative for compassion. Yeah. The gift of compassion. Yeah. So I can have an understanding of. Yeah, what's going on? Um, so it, that's a gift, you know, that's a gift. And using it that way mm-hmm. is what I took from that ceremony. Um, mm. And what I saw, the energies were very clear to me of what's become kind of twisted out of integrity. It's, like you said, greed and power. Manipulation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think those two energies I saw too uh, with that medicine of that ceremony that those are the energies behind almost like every darkness that's mm-hmm. ha- not just with the medicine but like with in life with everything. Mm-hmm. It's you know those. It's that wanting to gain power for self, and I you know I think that that energy comes from a feeling of insecurity with self. You know, Definitely. if you're coming from a space of being full with yourself and uh, you're not going to need to be pooling from other areas. Your cup is full. Yeah. And you're going to be giving, you know, so, Mm. um, just, I really think having, uh, really tapping into your intuition 
before you say yes to going on these journeys, um, especially with ayahuasca. It's um, totally important to trust yourself. Because mm-hmm. I had messages that came through that it wasn't the place for me to sit, but I talked myself out of it. You know, I can... I. I talked, I confused myself. <laughs> I said, oh, no, this is just this. This is just this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just being, I told myself I was being judgmental because it wasn't my regular group. You know, I just tried to say, you know, be open. Spirit brought you here. I, I, but I knew in my gut from the moment that I got there that wasn't the place for me, mm-hmm. that it didn't feel right. Um, and then I also had this thing of feeling committed. I was there. So you could that's a big lesson, you know, never feeling like you have to follow through with something if it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of us, you know, there's such a huge conversation about healing the gut right now. Mm-hmm. Like I had Robin Euclid on this podcast and she's so passionate about gut health too. And I actually had that conversation with her the day, like hours after I had, I sat in my LSD journey with your cacao Mm -hmm. like I literally had that that morning that conversation with her Mm -hmm. and so to hear the it's like I said like the synchronicities and the stars aligning like absolutely yes like I think there's so much of this like pressure that people Mm -hmm. are like feeling like they need to like try or dabble in everything just because society's doing it right but then that's another like disempowerment right Mm -hmm. like what is your intention yeah and I also think another important point is when the medicine's supposed to come through, if it's supposed to come through, oh, yeah. it might not be for you in this journey in this life, whoever's listening. It's not it might not be part of your path. But um knowing that it will come to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happened. That's how she mm-hmm. found me. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I did ayahuasca a year ago, like I wasn't gonna sit in the ceremony. I just bought the house. I was like, I really shouldn't be spending the money. It's mm-hmm. money, right? Mm-hmm. Like something so mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's a whole other conversation. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't do it. And my friend's like, hey, there's a spot available. Your space is already covered. Mm-hmm. You just have to show up. Two days later, I'm sitting in the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm saying she's yeah. coming through. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was already committed to doing this ceremony. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then my aunt passed, and I was like, oh, man, like, I don't know, but I already committed, and I'm really focused on, like, following through with what I started, and I was like, okay, well, this is the grandmother energy, and my aunt was, like, my third grandmother, so, you know, like, I'm just gonna say yes and do Mm -hmm. it, and like I said, it was very intense visually in the beginning doing the first pour, um, and then I just, like, fucking wept and surrendered. That's what I needed. I needed Mm -hmm. that surrender, Mm -hmm. and now that I'm writing, finally writing this book right now, like, it was, like, the medicine was, like, hey, you're gonna go through the deep, ugly part of the grief, Mm -hmm. because of the seven stages of grief. You're gonna go through the Mm -hmm. really ugly, shitty things, like, now, Mm -hmm. boom, hit, Mm -hmm. and I just fucking wept. Mm -hmm. I wept. I felt my dog, he wasn't there. I felt him at my Mm -hmm. feet, and I felt like my beloved holding me and he was just like consoling me and just letting me know like everything that has kept us split and apart, like it doesn't fucking matter. Like just keep doing you and just like allow it. So it was just a very huge space of surrender mm-hmm. for me, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I've been asking for for so long. Like surrender, like release me from the shackles of like the past ancestral and like so much of the work I do is ancestral healing and you know it's so funny we're having this conversation on indigenous people day you know Mm -hmm. and so I feel like it's now like I said we didn't have this a year ago Mm -hmm. it needed to be now 
just like anything else in your life, totally. it all comes when it's supposed to because mm-hmm. everything is unfolding according to divine plan. The more you know yourself, the more you trust yourself, mm-hmm. the more you trust the process, the easier life can become. Mm-hmm. We are the ones that creates this idea that it has to be hard and challenging and all these things because that's what our parents said or that's what the world tells us it has mm-hmm. to be. But it's like, it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. And the more you discover you, the more you do your work, the more you love and the more you honor you and you show up in service mm-hmm. with sovereignty. You show up in service with purity mm-hmm. and just authenticity and grace. This life becomes easier. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. All that. Yeah. For sure. And I just, like I said, mm-hmm. fil- filming this today and recording this today on indigenous people day, it's like, I feel like they're coming through to be like, hey, speak for us mm-hmm. on behalf of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Definitely. they're seeing what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, like we're not alone, like physical reality that we're in. Like this is all just a figment of our imagination because we have this mm-hmm. thing called a human experience. Yeah. But, yeah. But there is that deep web that we're still really interconnected to. Mm-hmm. And touching in on timing, we were supposed to have this conversation a year ago, but we were also supposed to have this conversation last week. Yeah. And it just got, it didn't line up until today. And mm-hmm. today is Indigenous Peoples Day. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that I've just been so passionate about is like speaking on behalf of the medicine, speaking on behalf of the plants, because for a while when I was during my four year sabbatical after I was struck by lightning, I was ashamed of what helped, uh, what helped me heal because it was against yeah. the societal norm. Totally. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Healing that shame for sure. For sure. Healing and like that's shame. such the work of Brene Brown, you know, mm-hmm. she's just really big about vulnerability and shame. And she's really the pioneer who really uh, helped me embrace like mm-hmm. being vulnerable, like transmuting that shame connection, mm-hmm. like the opposite of doubt is faith, you know, mm-hmm. like really just allowing that because the way my healing journey looked like different than my family. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. And I was actually had a, when I first came into plant medicines, um, I was reinforced that it was wrong by my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very confusing because I was having these really potent experiences. I was literally seeing trees breathe you know, and, and dance and, and things totally made sense for the first time. They, mm-hmm. You know, the veil was lifted mm-hmm. for the first time. And it was like, oh, there's, it's so beautiful. It's, there's just so much beauty mm-hmm. and I'm experiencing so much beauty. Uh, but yet I'm, I'm being told this is wrong. Mm-hmm. So realizing that those plants are here to help us. And, you know, I think almost every culture um, a long time ago had initiation rights whenever their youth started to become adults with plant medicines Mm -hmm. i know it happened in many cultures yeah like the egyptians they Mm -hmm. find they find a whole bunch of hieroglyphics with like them carrying mushrooms and Mm -hmm. most definitely Mm -hmm. so you know it's why it has been just recently Mm -hmm. if you look at how long humanity's been in existence Mm -hmm. it's just a recent thing that it's been shunned and and shamed and propag- it's propaganda. Absolutely. But, you know, we're coming back around. You yeah. know, we are this, are us, this generation is waking up to um, just what's well, we're, real. We're remembering mm-hmm. our past mm-hmm. lives and mm-hmm. we're remembering our ancestors from the past are coming through mm-hmm. us right Definitely. now. Like, you know, I say, like, especially as a millennial, like, mm-hmm. 
I've been so fascinated with millennials and the whole culture of our generation since I was in college. Um, I remember like I in my uh, this is all this shit I just wrote in the intro of my book is hilarious. <laughs> just like having that interest of like being the bridge, you know, like we are literally the bridge between the two millennia. Mm-hmm. So we are gatekeepers that are really um, responsible for taking what resonated with our ancestors, the healing, the culture, the traditions of our ancestors, what hasn't been working in recent generations Mm -hmm. and understanding that that was just a trial and error. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not true. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to also not shame the past because it brought us the wisdom Mm -hmm. and the compassion Mm -hmm. for what was knowing what is like Mm -hmm. the kids today are so in tune, you know, like I was having a conversation with like uh, like a 10 year old and she's like the world ended in 2012. Did you know that? Wow. You know, yeah. like these kids, they're so in tuned. And it's like, mm-hmm. I like to, I'm like f- so grateful to be like a generate part of the generation that remembers what life was like pre and post technology. Yes. You know, and yeah. that's why I feel like us having these conversations and speaking up on behalf of the plants and behalf mm-hmm. of the medicine, on behalf of the ancestors, the indigenous mm-hmm. people, because uh, the borders were just created very recently when you mm-hmm. consider how old the earth is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there is no need for this division, these yes. these lines and these spaces of like, oh, well, this line here, if you're on this side that you're in Mexico, if you're on this side, you're in America. So let's build a fucking wall to right, like, right. like, no, that's that's all. Everything's just going to be crumbling. The yeah. tower. Yeah. I think it's really the age now of connectivity. I mean, we're able to connect, fly, go technology. Mm-hmm. We're able to connect everywhere. And that's why um, another like aspect of this conversation is talking about having shame of working with medicines because you're of European descent Mm -hmm. too. I mean, that's what my shaman likes to say is the illusion of separation. That's Mm. fortifying the illusion of separation. Mm. You know, we're all human. We're all in on this planet together. Um, And yes, I respect, I totally respect if you know, the traditions have been handed down in somebody else's family and they're allowing me to witness some of those traditions. And I respect that, you know, that it's very, that they're carrying wisdom in that line. I totally respect that. But also I've often felt because, you know, my skin color is white that, um, that I, you know, I've had people kind of be a little aggressive to me for carrying the Peruvian textiles um, and just knowing that to trust your life path tying back into that to trust your life path to know that your integrity along the way and that spirit is giving you the gifts that you're to receive in this life and share and share and to never be to never feel too separated mm-hmm. when it comes through you know in a good way and um, yeah and then there's the other end of that spectrum mm. of of using different cultures or backgrounds just for your gain Mm -hmm. we're talking about ego you know greed and power yeah it's spiritual Mm -hmm. egotism you know it's so apparent I've talked about it a lot Mm -hmm. on the podcast that spiritual bypassing like Mm -hmm. all these things and these hierarchies of like Mm -hmm. oh because of the color of my skin I'm this or like yeah whom like it's, it's yeah it's a very wild time 
It is. It's finding <laughs> the middle way between yeah. those two ends of the spectrum. Like I'm uh, like if I'm attracted to, you know, you, I know Kundalini yoga has been a massive part of your life. Mm-hmm. Like that's wonderful. You know, work with that. Like there is there you could even bring it to an extreme where you feel shameful. That's because, you know, you're not Indian in mm-hmm. this body. You know, mm-hmm. like it gets to that point, you know, so there's that spectrum and it's fine. And then we're just creating more fucking problems right. than we need to. Right. Yeah. yeah. And these tools are being shared. They've come to us so that we can work with them. To work with them mm-hmm. to serve humanity. Right. Right. And that's right. what was like the biggest thing I heard from my ceremony was like all the fucking shit that's going on in politics right now. It's all Maya. It's all a fucking illusion that's really trying to separate you from really sharing and living your truth, mm-hmm. sharing your gifts, being in that space of connectivity. And that's what this golden era is all about. The golden era, the Aquarian age is about understanding the age of Aquarius is about cooperation and collaboration and community. It's not about competition and greed and like how, you know, some of our ancestors were part of the Piscean era, you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, coming from Italy, like the Roman empire, the rise and fall and fighting and war and all those things. Like I recognize that. I see that. Does that resonate with me as my truth? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But I honor that's where I came from because I can have that compassion. And maybe it's the Gemini in me where I can see both sides of the coin to recognize it's a coin. Mm -hmm. And so to understand that whatever suffering has been endured, through my own experience, which has been so much of that, my first Saturn cycle, you know, as I'm in this Saturn return right now has been so much suffering, but it was the suffering of my lineage, the suffering of my past, Mm -hmm. like my timelines of my past, um, lifetimes Mm -hmm. and the suffering that has been on this planet. And so that was what was so apparent with my ayahuasca ceremony this past weekend was like, Enough of that. The hard work is done. Who says it has to be hard? Yes, there can be commitment, but it's so much easier to to do things when you're in that inspired action and you're in that alignment. Like the fact that you're like, oh, I'm running five minutes late. I just wrote the whole introduction to my book, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. 3000 words in an hour, <laughs> you know, because that's it doesn't have to be hard work. It's committed work. It's focused work. It's work with integrity, which I think is what's shifting so much right now is like, Mm -hmm. what is the work that allows you to be in your integrity? Yes. Yes. Thank you. And that's a blockage. I'm healing. I know that I'm healing. I've had this dynamic of either like um, I enjoy, I, you know, money. I get paid well and I don't like my job and I work really hard, but I get paid well or I really like what I'm doing and you know i don't uh, the reward of monetary or it's like we've had this complex of that it has to be really hard for us to survive in this mm-hmm. world we're actually like it really doesn't we're putting <laughs> we're, more stress on ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we're just coming from this depleted place and it's we're just making it a lot harder Mm -hmm. so as someone who you know shares these medicinal goods Mm -hmm. um where do you see the future of these medicines Mm-hmm. in humanity hmm. yeah, it's hard to say um what do you feel <laughs> mm-hmm. i feel that there's a lot of darkness that's coming up through this so that we can sh- see mm-hmm. see the shadow clearly mm-hmm. um and really anchor in being in light 
through all of this, you know. Um, I think, I don't know what's going to happen with the culture here with the medicine. I really, I don't know. But I do think that the converse, these conversations, these honest conversations, you know, a lot of people going into these medicine realms really don't have much information. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we're here. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we're here. So that's really all that I can know at this moment. But I do feel hopeful. Mm-hmm. I do feel hopeful. I feel, yeah. How I, can we educate? How can mm-hmm. we continue to serve, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's just been so much of my mission and commitment. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. um, that's been part of my healing journey is releasing that shame, you mm-hmm. know, because I did have difficult experiences in the past. But again, it's allowed me to be able to have that space of connection mm-hmm. with someone else who may have had these experiences. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, I've always seen myself as an educator. Mm-hmm. And so having these conversations, like, this is a way that I'm capable and able to educate. This is a way that, um, to be the, through purity, you know, just through mm-hmm. honest integrity and purity, mm-hmm. authenticity and grace. Yeah. You know, because sometimes like I know, I know, like I see it already, like being a Kundalini yoga teacher in the festival community. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Kundalini teachers that are my teachers and my friends that can't handle it. Mm-hmm. They can't handle a lot of the medicines and the drugs and stuff that are going mm-hmm. around, you know, mm-hmm. and. I've been in both spaces where mm-hmm. I was completely pure, like didn't smoke weed, anything, like mm-hmm. just completely like clean. Yeah. And then we're slowly introducing with intention, pure intention, the plant medicines back. And then being able, again, to be that bridge and to be not only relatable, but accessible mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. someone who may just be on their journey, but they have like this like intuitive hunch that it's that they're going to be taking the sleep, Mm -hmm. but who's going to be there to catch them for the trust fall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what was coming through for me when you were speaking is that there is a time and a place, you Mm -hmm. know, because you said that you've had total breaks of just being with your spirit and you've had times of working with plant medicines. Mm -hmm. And I, that I that feels yeah that feels like a yes for me and my path too, you know I um I carry hape. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love for you to talk about hape too. Yeah, once you finish your awesome. This. I don't work with hape all the time though. Mm-hmm. I don't because sometimes I work with it quite a bit. Sometimes it's not the, it's not for me at that mm-hmm. moment. And also always checking in with myself of why am I working with this medicine. Is this, am I distracting myself? Is it a crutch? Is it a tool or a crutch? That's the question. Mm-hmm. That's the question you always have to ask yourself mm-hmm. because sometimes I don't want to be with myself. You know, sometimes that's the most difficult thing just to be with me. And that's okay. And yeah. when, when that arises, there's no shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's whenever I know that I should just be with me. If I'm, if, I'm, if I'm reaching mm-hmm. for something else, that's just avoidance, mm-hmm. you know, um, so yeah, having that honest conversation with yourself. And I tell people whenever I I um, bring Hoppe into their lives, that's the message I carry. Everybody's on their own journey, so mm. it will happen with them as it will. But um, 
to me, that's an important message to have an honest conversation with yourself always. Yeah. Hoppe mm-hmm. has been, um, I was introduced to Hoppe for the first time the day before the eclipse in Oregon. Mm-hmm. So I just taught in front of 500 people. Mm, wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I just taught in front of 500 people. It was the day before the eclipse. And I was with one of my girlfriends and we were at the Oregon eclipse gathering. There was like this whole, um, village where all the elders and a lot of the different tribes mm-hmm. and different people yeah Mm -hmm. they were all in this corner and uh there was a medicine wheel um that they had placed there and my friend and I we just sat in this like tall grassy area there's like literally 12 hawks flying over our heads right now (laughs) and uh and we did and I did hoppe for the first time you know and then um I did it again for the second time after I sat in ceremony six weeks after that and then I didn't have it for a really long time. I had it here and there when my friend would come through. And then when Casey came through and we did that episode, he gifted me Hoppe too. And then I picked up some from you. But mm-hmm. lately it's been a really powerful medicine for me. And I did it a lot. Not a lot, but I did it yesterday as mm-hmm. part of my integration from the ayahuasca just to like really ground. Yeah. And to mm-hmm. really open my heart and to be in that space. I felt really grounded already with the ceremony because mm-hmm. it was a lot of just like surrender. So I had to be, it was just me in my body, like really surrendering, like first very visual, but afterwards just very present. Mm -hmm. So that's what the hape has allowed me to do. But I would love for you to share because some people are like, what the hell is a hape? What are you talking about? Like you're sniffing tobacco? What? Like, sure. Yeah. yeah. I get a lot of funny reactions (laughs) when I carry this at the festivals, you know. Um, But I want to say how it came into my life was after my, my first big Peru journey was uh, it just through the magic of life, um, a man came into my life who lives in Peru. This was in the States, so after I came back. And he carried hape. And he asked me to carry the hape for him in the States to become the person to carry it for him. Literally, I didn't even know what it was at that point. But it came into my life like in a huge way at the perfect time because it was just after Peru. And I really, f- it was, I feel it came into my life for a lot of reasons. But... It's helped me in so many ways, but one of the ways was to help me integrate. Like you said, it hel- it can help integrate experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it came in, and that's still following the path of the threads of taking every moment, checking in with yourself and saying if, seeing if it's a yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what is your sacred why? Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, the crutch or the tool. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So hape, I, I think Casey talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. what it is. It's um, an ancient medicine that's been used um, by indigenous people in the Amazon since before recorded history. Um, I believe I read some history about it that it's probably predates even before ayahuasca was being wow. used. Yeah, so it's very ancient. Um, and... Yeah, it's a basically a South American snuff. It's uh, tobacco-based, but they all have different blends, different plants, and therefore they bring different attributes um, with their different makeup. Um, and yeah, for me, the really it helps set intention and helps set prayer. It helps me create focus often if I'm working with something or through something. It gives me that moment to be doing something with my hands. You know, I really like working in ritual. Because it gives me that focused, physical... Intention. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. You know, if I'm just in my head about it, sometimes I can't bring it all together. So the ritual really helps me 
helps me with that. Um, it's and creating that sacred space, that container. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the hapes really helped me um, create ritual. It's also really helped me to bring all my energy back to me. You know, um, it's easy to get scattered in this world, get really just, for me, I can get pitta and vata, you know, just everywhere. And it's helped me come back down into my body. Um, so it's really aided me at times in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think I've been working with it a lot because, like I said, it's just been really allowing me to ground because mm-hmm. I am, I'm pretty, I am Kapha, I'm a Kapha Pitta, but mm-hmm. being a Gemini, I'm, I'm very, Gemini. Air- <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. very airy, uh-huh. um, so it allows me to really ground and like luckily I have that Virgo moon that's like that earth mm-hmm. that allows me to ground and I live in Joshua Tree that like allows me to ground, but yeah, mm-hmm. it just really allows me to like streamline and focus and when I hold this ceremony and hold this space and this ritual, like the one that I've got from you, it's been so hard Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. and just like really being in that space of like self-love, self-care, like what do I need right now so that I can continue to serve? Mm -hmm. You know, how can I continue to show up? Yeah. I also want to touch on constitutions with medicine and that, yeah, spiritually it might not be the right time for one to sit with a medicine, but also realizing that, you know, when we work with more subtle herbs, we're always looking like, does this work with my constitution? Is this going to, is this a drying herb? Does this herb bring moisture? Um, How will this plant work with my whole makeup? Well, also with the power plants, we need to look at that too. Wow, powerful. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I, with dealing with the autoimmune conditions that I'm dealing with now, it's come through that working with ayahuasca at this time may not be what my body, because ayahuasca is a cold plant, and it, I'm working with a Chinese medicine woman right now, and to look at the energetics of what's happening, the cold could not be what's going to bring the whole energetics of my system into balance right wow. now. So realizing that too, you know, how is it going to work with the entire Let's create a symbiotic relationship? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Such a powerful space. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, with your background in nursing too, how do you see like these medicines? How do we like instead of, cause this is something I'm really working on healing is mm-hmm. like not shaming Western medicine. Yeah. You right? know, I'm working on it too. It's, yeah. my, it's definitely a healing process for me. Um, yeah, I am working with knowing that it has its place for sure. It does. Um, you know, if we have an emergency, we're an herb sticking it, you know, if our arm gets cut off, sticking an herb on it probably isn't going to be the best medicine for that at that time. You know, we have technologies that can help with these cases, but, um, for me, the focus of not having much answers to, um, long-term issues other than covering up the symptoms has been the challenge. Um, but you said not shaming Western medicine. So honoring what it has offered us, but finding our way in what is going to work for us to keep our bodies in the best balance. Well, the Eastern medicine brings mm-hmm. a lot more of that spirit essence right. that the Western really doesn't. Right. Western's very logic mm-hmm. and it is very boxes. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. logic. 
in that way when there is definitely a time for logic. Yeah. Yes. And that's like honoring the masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. You know, we need both. Mm-hmm. We need both to define the balance within. Yeah, I look mm-hmm. forward to the day where, you know, Western medicine, I mean, they're already seeing like Reiki in hospitals and stuff, which mm-hmm. is good. I mean, I'm having a lot of weariness with the symbols of Reiki just mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things being infiltrated right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, it's positive directions talking about really nutrition, talking about sleep, meditation, perfect Mm -hmm. example, meditation, Mm -hmm. how a lot more people are really diving into meditation and it's really being um, honored more, even Mm -hmm. in Western medicine, Mm -hmm. just really respected in that way to like really slow down the blood pressure and to be more Mm -hmm. present and more in tune and shut down the chitter chatter in the brain like Mm -hmm. you know i feel like meditation is a huge gateway to be that bridge most definitely you know yeah yeah i think the system's gonna have to it's shifting um but it's for me when i was in the western medicine context it was challenging to find the place to bring in to bring all this in because we were kind of in survival mode Mm -hmm. working in the hospital on the floors so something's gonna have to shift well the rise of naturopaths right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. what a blessing and right now there's a lot of them that are the fda is kind of really stopping it because they're not making money so it's lobbyists and stuff because people are actually (laughs) healing Mm -hmm. western a lot of the mindset around western medicine has been in that lack mentality of Mm -hmm. profit and greed and like we were talking about energy behind everything yeah distorted yeah Mm -hmm. it's just the perception of it is Mm -hmm. completely skewed Mm -hmm. and so yeah, just to see like how they're like, you know, a lot of Western medicine has been in the mindset of like it, they don't want people to get better because then they don't make money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, they want people to take pharmaceuticals. And yeah. 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 It's a very mm. interesting. And I feel like that's why there has been that the rise of plant medicines and there is kind of like an energetic infiltration trying to happen. But mm. the light always wins. Yeah. Yeah. The light always wins. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I feel hopeful. Yeah. I see darkness or, you know, the dark side of things and a lot of things, but I feel very hopeful. Because the mm-hmm. darkness, even in our own journeys, when we're in those dark periods, those are the right. moments of growth. Right. Yes. The seeds are growing underground. Exactly. The roots are yeah. growing underground. Mm-hmm. So that's where I have faith more than hope. Right. I have faith knowing yeah. that. This dark period we're experiencing is an opportunity for us to really come together, mm-hmm. for us to really focus on what's actually important, mm-hmm. to speak up on what we actually believe in, and to use this to choose again. Like, mm-hmm. if if it's not working, you know, like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again right. and expecting a different result. So that's what's been happening for so long. And I've been seeing that for so many years. And like, you know, every time I'm seeing like another, like more progress, I'm like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And this like, this is, this is this where we're at right now. Yeah. And luckily there's, I, it's not maybe in the mainstream, but there's this information so available today. It's so, you know, my surrounding myself with people who are feeling and seeing the same way that I am, it's not hard to do today mm-hmm. so um finding the alternative way is it's there you know 
and it's and mm-hmm. it's supportive too. It's supportive, yeah. Yeah, and it's supported. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more conversations around it. Like I like I was like seeing just some of my friends, like even my dad. You know, like I remember like when I did my first ayahuasca ceremony. Like I went out to dinner with him like a couple of days after, mm-hmm. and there was no shame of me sharing. Like, wow. You know, I was like, hey, by the way, um, I did ayahuasca. He's like, what's that? And he's like, I want to do it. I cannot do mm-hmm. ayahuasca with my dad. <laughs> ready for that yet (laughs) but you know talking to him um there was the the morning of my aunt's funeral Mm -hmm. and I was like so I'm doing ayahuasca this weekend you know I shared with him at the hotel before um before we went to the funerals I just want to let you know I'm doing ayahuasca this weekend Mm -hmm. and so he called me in the morning on Saturday he's like you ready man you ready you know and so just to see that progress you know Mm -hmm. And even like after ceremony, because like, you know, everyone on my family is still very like fragile with my aunt passing. So I just called to check in on my family and check in on my dog because they were watching my dog. And I was like, he's like, you're already done. I was like, it was like nine, nine thirty at night. I was like, yeah, we're done. You know, let me talk to mom. Like in the past, I would have never been able to have a conversation with my parents after going on a plant journey medicine mm-hmm. ceremony, you know, and That's so beautiful. Yeah. And to be yeah. able to have the conversation with my sister and my dad, my mom's still weary, but I'm working on her. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be able to like not have that shame and really stand in my truth and speak my truth that like because I, I know they've seen how I've shifted. You know, and I think that's the thing, too. It's like more so that the words, it's your beingness. Totally. You know, and when mm-hmm. you're seeing someone you love shift towards like their truth and their authentic being of mm-hmm. who they are, like that's where conversations get going. And I think like, again, like I just feel like we're a lot more people are interested. Like my mom's like, oh, like when you come to the house, can you bring some Palo Santo? Like, you mm-hmm. know, that's the progress. And it takes us like trusting ourselves knowing like the medicines are guiding us whether it's sage whether it's palo santo whether it's ayahuasca whether it's psilocybin whether Mm -hmm. it's hape whatever it is Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like it's this is all that's the biggest thing i heard from the ceremony it's like everything is unfolding according to divine plan Mm -hmm. god is governing all we are safe. God is governing all when we allow ourselves to go there and allow ourselves to trust and give permission for God to govern us because we are gifted free will. Mm. So until we allow that invitation to open, spirit won't come in unless you invite. Mm-hmm. And that's where that free will is. And the more you're in the fear and the doubts and the insecurity, you're inviting the spirit that is not of light, that is yearning for light, lacking light. You know, that's why it's coming to your light. And so when you invite purity, that love, the God, divine consciousness, like I I work a lot, like I said, with Yeshua Mary Magdalene and that pure divine consciousness and say like, hey, I surrender, I'm willing to trust you for you to take the lead because I have faith in knowing that like as a child of spirit, as a child of God, as a child of the universe and of this planet, I am safe. You know, Mm -hmm. and so that was like the biggest takeaway I got from this ceremony. And uh, yeah, I'm super Mm -hmm. grateful. So um, I want to ask a few quick lightning round questions. No pun intended. Let's do it. (laughs) What would you say is one of your biggest animal totems right now? 
Mm, I think the owl. Mm. Mm-hmm. I had an experience with one the other day, and it keeps coming through. So. The wisdom. Mm-hmm. And the owls can see through the darkness, too. Mm, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. What would you share with younger Shelby? Hmm. I would share that she's doing a good job and to just keep doing a good job and just give her support. Mm. There's been, you know, through this journey, um, yeah, I think that's the thing that the younger version of me felt that was lacking the most. So mm. just fuel her up. Just fuel her up to know what you're talking about with your family, th- what you've t- carried for the whole mm-hmm. unit and the whole lineage. And just knowing that it may not always be easy, mm-hmm. um, but you're supported. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. What would you say was probably one of the most profound books that you've mm. read? on your spiritual journey see if anything wants to come through right away Hmm. I don't have one that's like speaking but I'll tell you what subject is like I keep wanting to read about right now is um I I love reading about the history of witchcraft right now Mm. I'm eating up every book I can get my hands on because um this is not something we talked about but goes with our conversation of touching into the roots of whatever body you're in now it's been for me I've just started learning about my European roots really and Mm. it's like I've I've been attracted to all these different ways of spirituality but for the first time I'm really learning about the witches Mm -hmm. and um wow what just a powerful new opening and how excited I am for any information I can get so amazing yeah Uh my aunt who passed she was a witch and Uh my grand my grandmother her mother was also a witch Uh uh-huh awesome my name's Sabrina the witch right Uh so Uh (laughs) yeah I definitely and I feel like this is like the the work that you're doing is like a modern take of that witchcraft you know yes to find it's for me it's so empowering because I found that word I've always struggled with how do I define to others in words, co- you know, in a way that they can understand that's cohesive. What what am I doing? Who am I? What's my job, you know? Um, and literally the word witch kind of sums it all up, which is still a word I'm working to claim. There's still a lot of healing around Totally, that and that's a whole conversation mm-hmm. for sure. But um, it's been a really powerful journey to continue to step into my power mm. working with the witch so any book I can find on on witches right amazing. now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. amazing okay so mm-hmm. what would you say to someone who may be just embarking on their spiritual journey to reclaim their sovereignty mm. I would say just keep tapping into yourself always 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 if there's ever any confusion you know the answer come back in what feels pure that's the word you keep using what feels true Mm -hmm. um and you know you have the wisdom always tap in Mm. Mm -hmm. and what would you say is coming through from the plants right now to share Mm. being open to them not inserting yourself too much when working with them and to receive to receive Mm. with them um and to set that intention to invite the spirits to come through um to be a vessel for their insight Mm. Mm. i love that Mm. 
And if there's anything else that you feel like is coming from your heart right now that maybe someone needs to hear. Mm -hmm. I think I feel like I really want to share, you know, I've touched on having um, some of my different experiences with ayahuasca. And if anybody feels really confused in that realm um, and they want to have a more intimate conversation about that, um, to reach out to me. Yeah. So where can we find you? Yeah, so you can find me. My website is calibrimedicine.com. On Instagram, I'm at calibrihealing. And, um, yeah, those are probably the two best places. And all, the sh- and all the links will be in the show notes as mm-hmm. well as um, the Etsy on where mm-hmm. people can purchase these medicinal goods. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And mm-hmm. thank you so much. Like I said... <laughs> Like I said, the divine timing. Yeah. You know, sitting because we were like we were going to do this on Wednesday. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll hit her up before she goes to Joshua Tree Music Fest. Mm-hmm. And then my aunt passed and Indigenous People's Day, two days after sitting in ceremony. I'm like, it's perfect. You can't make this oh, shit up, you know. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah. totally. And I love that it's after Joshua Tree where I feel like. Relax things, a little more. Yeah, yeah. And my heart's open a little more. and everything so it's it's totally perfect yes and Mm -hmm. go check her out if you guys have any questions and you know like I said it was just I wanted to be able to have this conversation with another medicine woman Mm because there's not very many of us out Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. um, that are active working Mm -hmm. with the medicines and sharing the wisdom with the medicine so um, I just really appreciate you swinging by my house on your journey Mm -hmm. on and for doing the work and sharing your medicine and the gifts and your integrity mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. respect mm-hmm. for these medicines and for the indigenous people and for the ancestors mm-hmm. because it's people like you that, you know, we're that's this is how we're going to keep the integrity of the medicine thriving mm-hmm. and yeah. alive because it ha- there's a reason why, you know, there's it's here. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we it's coming through during this time. Like the plants are speaking through us mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. because the world is in a very it's in a shift mm-hmm. plain and simple we're shifting from one paradigm to another and this is just like the debris mm-hmm. that we're kind of cleaning up the plants are like yeah we got this just yeah. work with us receive allow mm-hmm. yourself to be open and trust us like we haven't steered you wrong yet have we right there are guardian spirits yeah. here yeah they're here to help yes mm-hmm. so thank you again yeah. Shelby thank you so much Sabrina I'm so happy that this happened and I feel I feel like it's just such a good practice for me to verbalize you know I have all these ex- experience in the feelings but mm. to really put it out there is an important practice for me right now so I really appreciate you doing your work um to allow these conversations to happen Mm, thank thank you you, sister Mm -hmm. yeah and everyone go check her out and you know i've gotten a lot of messages about like where do i get hoppe and stuff Mm -hmm. so go check out shelby's Mm -hmm. stuff because her the medicine she carries is really pure and it's really potent and Mm -hmm. really clean and beautiful and it's been a really great conduit to help me really heal and open my heart after like grieving and mm-hmm. uh, navigating through more death in my life and my mm-hmm. family and honoring just family you know in that way and passing through the lineage and honoring like my inner witch and mm-hmm. my inner medicine woman mm-hmm. and priestess so mm-hmm. thank you again and thank you everyone mm-hmm. for listening and we'll see you soon take care
I mean, come on. How amazing was that episode? I'm so grateful and so honored to be able to be a medicine priestess for you to help share with you and educate you about the power of these sacred plant medicines. They have been, they've played such a pivotal role in my life. I've been so emotional these past few days with just overwhelmed with gratitude and much love to my sister Shelby for swinging by my house and having this conversation with me because there's not very many people, especially women, that I get to have this conversation about plant ceremonies and plant medicines, someone who really gets it. And so I really hope that you learned something from this episode and you felt comforted with this episode knowing that you're not alone and that all is unfolding according to divine plan. And so I just want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this podcast, let us know. Uh, you can tag Shelby on Instagram at Calibri Healing. You can tag me on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And you can follow the Sovereign Society's podcast Instagram. I said it. We have it going on. It's at Sovereign Society Podcast, and I'm going to be sharing more about the people and the guests who have been on this podcast, and I just want to connect with you deeper because I want to create a very strong community of light leaders who are here to really anchor the golden era so that we can go forth, radiate our radness, live within our integrity, and share our truth and our medicine with the world because that's why we're here, right? So... Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I'm so excited to see how this continues to unfold and how together we are co-creating this beautiful life together. You guys inspire me every day. Your messages move me. I love seeing how vulnerable you are, how real you are, how authentic you are. And I just want to continue to inspire you and, and give you that courage and encouragement to keep going, keep going keep going there is no accident with your journey what you've experienced and know that all is unfolding according to divine plan just allow yourself to let your heart to take the lead and live with integrity live within your truth what is your satnam and radiate that out into the world if you love the podcast i encourage you to please subscribe you're on all the platforms google play spotify stitcher itunes you name it we're all over and if you leave a review on itunes and with the five star rating it really means a lot and if you don't have itunes but you want to leave a review email it all you have to do is go to Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram and there's an email button. Send me your review and your name and you'll be also entered to win uh, to get a free soul activation session with me, which I'm going to be doing again at the end of this month. Um, so anyone who's left a review and has emailed it to me, you are entered to win a free 45-minute soul activation call where we just have a heart-to-heart call and we connect with each other. Uh, I'm just really grateful, super, super grateful. And I need you guys to help me to continue to get this message out. I want to build a strong community. My vision is to tour around the country and around the world having these pop-up workshops and I can bring my friends that have been on the podcast so we can support you and honor you and love you and encourage you to keep going so this is a group effort and I need your help so if you can just leave a review let us know how you feel share with your friends and have conversations with your people most most importantly have the conversations about what's inspiring you so again thank you so much and again anyone who leaves a review you'll also not only get an opportunity to 
uh, an opportunity to be entered to win a free soul activation call. But I also have my sadhana, which is my ebook that I've created. It's a 30-page ebook to help you cultivate a spiritual practice. So thank you so much again for being here. Thank you for inspiring me. Thank you for being the fuel to keep going, especially when the going was getting tough. But I am so excited to see how this continues to unfold as I'm writing my book. Oh, it's happening. I'm so excited. And uh, thank you again for your light. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your truth and your inspiration. You inspire me more and more. And guess what? The light is winning. Just keep keep calm and carry on. Just stay true and focus on what brings you joy. Understand what's going on in the world. But allow yourself, with that, allow yourself to choose and be better. And we will see this world shift in such a beautiful light, in a beautiful way. Uh, I look forward to this. Thank you again for tuning in, and I'll be seeing you soon. Take care. Satnam.